0: then it shuts off welcome to tips from the server room this podcast is designed for all you systems admins network specialists or the guys and gals out there in the office who handles it all sit back relax grab a beverage and enjoy tips from the server room Hey, yes, welcome back, everybody, once again, to Tips from the Server Room. This is episode number 148, recorded on November the 19th, 2019. I'm your host, Jack, and I'll be guiding you into, through, and back out of the world of systems administration, network administration, and all fields of IT. If you get a chance, and I hope that you do, please check out my website at tipsfromtheserverroom.com, where you can comment on these shows. You can also get the very best, the absolute best Windows Server 2012 education if you check out my website, jtclearning.com. That's jtclearning.com, where you can sign up, sign up for the, the classes and begin learning right away. Also, don't forget to go over to jackstechcorner.com. That's jackstechcorner.com. And there you can sign up and receive Uh, There's a free account, and there's also a subscription account. And the subscriptions, really, folks, they do help the show out quite a bit. Uh, If you notice, tonight we do not have any video because something just happened to the video camera. And I'm sorry, but there's no video of tonight's show. I will have to get that figured out, see why that's happening. As soon as I turn on my recording, the video shut off. So I just killed the video for tonight, so it is just an audio podcast. But if you go to jackstechcorner.com, you can sign up for a subscription. So I will be posting on there uh, paid content. Uh, but there's also a free subscription. And there's always a lot of free content that I post up there that you will be very uh, excited, I think, and it will definitely help you in your job. So check it out at jackstechcorner.com. So this week, I'm bringing you a special show there. I was asked through an email uh, to talk a little bit about uh, my thoughts and my feelings on certifications. And uh, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that tonight. And I hope that, you know, everybody catches the, the right idea from my uh, discussion tonight. So we'll see how that goes. But I thought first, I've been receiving a lot of emails that say, uh, you know, Jack, how did you come up with the podcast? Why did you start podcasting? Um, how come, you know, many, many years ago you started this show. And, I, and you know, I do take a hiatus over the summer months and I bring it back during the winter months. And so it's an on and off again love affair with the show. But a lot of people said, how did you come up with the show and, and why did you start it? Well, there used to be a podcast and a lot of you out there that listen to podcasts for years know that there was a podcast called Casting from the server room. It was a great, great show. And I used to learn a lot from it each and every week. So it was normally three different guys sitting around talking about servers and switching and corporate technology. And they also had one guy that worked in the education field. So that's kind of where I fell into it, uh, working in the education field for so many years. I really enjoyed the show and they really taught you a lot of stuff. Um, but, you know, what happened is, after a while, I mean, these shows are really rough to do. Uh, they take a lot of planning. They take a lot of, uh, you know, uh, rehearsal time, I guess, sort of speak, uh, because you have to read of your show notes. And you have to have something put down that you can follow. So it actually pod faded. I don't know what happened to the guys. I don't know where they ever uh, went to, um, uh, you know, but they left off at a place where I thought we needed to pick that back up. And I believe if you listen to the Mike Tech Show, I think that's where the Mike Tech Show actually originated from also. Uh, Mike is really dedicated to the podcasting. Not that I'm not, but uh, he put, you know, he produced the show every week and he's like, like like 600 some shows already. I mean, it's amazing the, uh, the, the amount of effort that he has to put forward to do that show and still run his own business. But that's back then is when I decided to come up with tips from the server room. And that's how you kind of get the idea, right? It was casting from the server room, but I created tips from the server room. I didn't want to use their same name, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, But each week at work, wherever I work, and, you know, in technology, it doesn't matter where you work. You're going to run into some kind of issues, and you're going to find a solution for that issue. And I thought, well, I could wrap those up into a podcast and share my experiences with all of you out there. And uh, the show just actually took on its own, uh, you know, took on its own life, and it kind of just took off. So I I feel really blessed that so many of you are out there listening to the show, and uh, it's nice to be riding with you, maybe in your car, maybe sitting at your desk at work, and you got the headphones on like I do a lot of times, and uh, maybe you're listening to me there. So uh, I feel very uh, blessed and honored uh, to be with you, and uh, also very humbled that you tune in each and every week. I truly, truly appreciate that. So we're going to get into tonight's show a little bit. What we're going to talk about is, like I said, certifications, and I want to go a little bit deeper than that. So first, like I said, I had an email about my my thoughts on certifications and continuing education. Now, I do hold an A-plus certification, which, if you realize now, or maybe you don't realize, they do expire over time. When the a certification first came out some decades ago, they thought that it would kind of stand the test of time, right? Hardware will never change. I mean, you know, there was the uh, 886 out there, and then there was a 386, and, and, and it was fine. Uh, the 8086, if you can remember those, I actually had one of those at one time. Is that kind of weird? That's really telling my age. Uh, where you had to put one floppy disk in to boot it, and you pull it out and put another floppy disk in to run a, a program, and then you have another floppy disk to save your uh, information on because there was no internal hard drives in an 8086. So that was an old IBM computer. But it turns out that hardware actually becomes more advanced, and hardware actually you know becomes different to work on than when you took your A-plus certification decades ago. So they decided that those things should expire, and now they do. So they expire, and you have to renew them every, and I don't really know, don't quote me on the years, but you have to renew them every so many years to stay current. Uh, so just to say that I've had an A-plus certification doesn't actually mean that you have an A-plus certification, so check up on that. But I do, ho- I do uh, currently hold a CompTO Networking Plus certification, so that is one of the certs that I did get, um, you know, and I'm working towards the, uh, the CCNA certification. So the, the Cisco certification, that's another one that I'm towards, you know, working towards anyway or leaning towards. So um, do I believe the certifications to a point, I guess. I interviewed a gentleman one time and he came in and he had this, this binder and it was a, a testament to his, his educational background. It had about every certification in there that you could possibly think about. I mean, he had a lot of certifications. And when I'm looking through this thing, I'm like, man, this this is wonderful. He's like, oh, yeah, I did everything. I went to, I've been in school for like 20 years, and I got all these certifications. And, man, I, I, I went to school for all this stuff. And, and I asked the one question that he couldn't give me the proper answer to. I said, how much hands-on experience do you have with any of this equipment that you have certifications for? And he said, "None. I never worked in the business. I'm looking for my first job." I said, "Well, this is not going to be it. <laughs> I am not hiring somebody just because you have a whole uh, entire portfolio of certifications. I don't care. I need hands-on hands-on working knowledge of something. Okay. So if you have a certification, great. Uh, one gentleman came in to me one time. We were using Windows 2000 at the time." Is it 2000? I think it was 2000. And he said he had a Windows 98 certification. I said, well, look, that's wonderful to have a Windows 98 certification. It really is not worth the paper it's printed on at this point, and you can probably use it to just wipe your butt with it um, because it's absolutely worthless. Yes, it does prove that you sat through some classes, you took a test, and you got certified, but it doesn't really work towards the Windows 2000 platform because you're 98 certified. So you get the idea. Uh, Even though we know some of the basic troubleshooting techniques are still there, I get it, but you have to look at what you're paying for, folks. So when you're buying these certifications, like I said, the CompTIA networking, networking is networking is networking. Now, the CCNA networking, I'm finding that even though I'm spending a lot of time with Cisco, we don't use Cisco at work. Uh, We use uh, HP switching. And uh, or you may use Extreme Networking gear, which I've also had a a ton of experience with, and I love Extreme Networking gear, but it's not Cisco. So just because I have Cisco, does that mean anything at all? Sure, because you have some backbones of networking. I think that's important. Uh, like the CompTIA Networking Plus, it's understanding networking, the uh, ability to move data over wireless and wired connections. Right, so. It's going to kind of work towards any scenario. But folks, if you have, you know, a a DOS certification, it's not going to get you too far today. So be very careful of the certifications you choose to pay for. I think that's what I'm really getting at here. Because these companies out there will charge you X amount of dollars, and they'll charge you this money to uh, get you certified up and, and maybe... Also, be careful. Some of these companies says, you know, you have six months to complete the certification. If you don't end it in six months, guess what they do in the seventh month? If you're not finished, you know, and you want to finish it, they'll just charge you again. So be very careful of those kind of companies. Uh, It's just something, again, to think about. So do I think certifications are a necessary evil to get a job? Not as much as hands-on training. Hands-on You know is where it's at, because I think once you put your hands into something, your mind will wrap around it better, and you'll better understand how it actually all works, and I think it's going to make a better person out of you at that point, a better technologist. So I get a lot of my continuing education from either, and I was going to show you some of these sites tonight, uh, a local college, and uh, ours is the community colleges, and they offer non-credit courses. So in the non-credit course, and I put these on my resume, um, I'm not getting any credit. I'm not getting college credits for it. But it's very, very focused, Uh, such as I took a, a PHP course. It was six weeks. It was 40 hours in six weeks. And the way they do it is they give you certain assignments to do. You have to write the code. You have to send it back to your instructor. They grade the code, and, you know, they send you a grade back. You take quizzes, and you take tests. So and then you take a final at the very end, to, to pass it, and to get a certificate of, uh, you know, uh, of completion of a PHP course. I, I took a, a SQL course that way, um, you know, um, th- then I took a MySQL uh, course that way, and uh, a few other ones, actually, I took off of the uh, community colleges. And like I said, I add those to my resume, because if nothing else, it will get you the, it will get you the foot in the door, for the interview, and then you can explain during the interview, say, Look, I continue my education, and you can see dates on there. I'll usually take one course per year. So I always have something fresh that I'm coming t- into an interview with. So it's just something to think about. So it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. Most of the courses I take through the community college, the non credit courses, uh, they used to be, <laughs> when I first started taking them, they were $79. Now they're like up to $139, which still isn't a lot of money for a six-week course. And it's well worth it to me to get the knowledge. The instructors are very uh, vast and very knowledgeable in what they're teaching. And uh, there's a whole community of people taking these courses. So if you have a question, you can either A, you can ask the instructor, or B, you can ask the forum and talk to the other people taking the course. Once again, that's in, in Pennsylvania here, Pittsburgh region, it's Allegheny Community College. Tete does it. And I imagine maybe your community college does it where you live. And the Beaver County Community College here in Pennsylvania, where I live in Pittsburgh, both do those co- kind of courses. So, And look around. You may find some that are a little less priced, you know, and uh, try to read the reviews and make sure the instructors are okay. But most of the instructors I've met so far are on the money, and they're perfect. Another place I really like to get my continuing education is Udemy.com, U-D-E-M-Y.com. And I'm currently taking a a couple courses there right now. And one happens to be um, Xcode, or programming for the Mac and the iPad and the iPhone. So it's a course, and much like my Windows uh, 2012 server course, It's courses that are made by somebody that's an enthusiast or somebody that really enjoys what they're uh, doing, and uh, they build a course. Now, what's nice about Udemy is I do have a photography course up on Udemy, is they have to approve your course. So somebody there basically watches every single video, makes sure every question is relevant, that you put a quiz up or a final test, and uh, they kind of grade you, and they either A, they allow you on their site, or B, they don't. Um, you know, I had one course that, believe it or not, the, uh, the screen art for the, um, uh, you know, the icon on their, on their website was not up to par. So they redesigned it for me. So that's something to think about, too. And I, I'm not the greatest person at designing cover art. I mean, you know, uh, besides that, I had Windows Server 2012 on there. You're not allowed to have any text which is kind of weird to me and kind of probably even on a little bit of a stupid side, but uh, you can't say what the course is on your cover. You just have to have a picture about what it's, what it's something about, but uh, but they're really good, and uh, the courses I like on there because a lot of times you can find specials on there, so a lot of the courses could be 200 uh, I took one one time. It was $399 for a course, and it's funny because they'll have specials on there where you can get a two or three hundred dollar course, and they'll run a special for eighteen ninety nine. Uh, around the holidays, you can find them for like twelve ninety nine. And once you sign up, you're always a member of that course. They're never gonna kick you off. You have a lifetime to learn it, and that's good and bad. The bad part about this is I started taking a Xcode course before uh, a while back. Let's say it was for iOS. Uh, uh, let's say nine, whatever, and. What happened was, before I finished the course, they came out with the Swift programming language. So the gentleman rewrote and updated his course. Well, then he created a new one called the Swift programming language for iOS, whatever it was, 12 or 11 or 12. Uh, So I signed up for that course because you want to stay current with the most current programming language because Microsoft, uh, Microsoft, Apple actually allows you to download that stuff for free. So you want to have the most updated courses for the Xcode that you're working on. So that's exactly what I did. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. You know, if you sign up for these courses, I recommend sign up for one at a time, get through the entire course, and then go into something else. But you will find courses on Udemy about everything under the sun. It is totally amazing. Now, don't forget, you can also pick up a certificate. Yep, I'm going to give another shameless plug at jtclearning.com. That's jtclearning.com. My Windows Server 2012 course. You can pick up a certification from there because once you complete the course, I do email you a certificate of completion. And uh, people use those with their resume. And they said, hey, Jack, you know, it helped me get a job because I was looking for a server administrator job. And just them knowing that you know they took continuing education somewhere and they got certificates saying they completed the whole course and uh, i believe what the gentleman did was he actually printed out um the the actual course itself and he, he took that in and he showed them like every lesson that I actually taught him so and and it worked i mean he got the job so i mean you know kudos to him for for thinking of that and um you know and, and printing that out and taking it in with his uh, resume for the interview Worked out really, really well. Now, a lot of you say, and I get a lot of this from my... Uh, I teach photography online also. I have some. And if you look at jtclearning.com, it's pretty evident that there's a Photoshop Elements courses on there also. And I've been teaching those for years. I used to have people email me, say, Jack, you know, I could watch a YouTube video and learn what you're teaching. And absolutely you can. You can watch YouTube videos about anything. That's how myself and my wife put our front steps in, concrete steps in front of our house. I've never mixed concrete, uh, you know, like that amount of concrete before, like with an electric mixer, uh, like a big, I don't know what you'd say. It's it's a it's a portable electric uh, motor on it, and it turns this big drum. It's not like an electric mixer like you mix your pancakes with, but you get the idea. So uh, we rented one of those. We had 40 bags of concrete. I built the molds just by watching YouTube videos on how to build stair molds and how to brace them to hold the weight of the concrete in it until it dried. Uh, and then we poured them ourselves. We, uh, we bought some trials, and we, and we leveled it out and did all that, you know, and, and uh, had to use a—it uh, was interesting because I never knew, but we used a, um, a, an electric sander, and you don't put sandpaper on, but just turn it on and hold it uh, next to the board, with the concrete in there, and what it does, it vibrates all the bubbles out of your concrete. So I learned all of that. Myself and my wife watched YouTube videos on a Friday night, and Saturday we were pouring concrete and <laughs> putting our own steps and sidewalk in. So you can learn anything from YouTube. But here with computers, with servers like I teach, with, uh, you know, networking, or with uh, Linux, or if you're learning something like that, you want to pay for a course. and The main reason is, is because YouTube is not a very structured learning environment. You know, YouTube is great, and I use it all the time. Let's say, for instance, uh, I've been working at, at work right now and setting up a, um, you know, a new, uh, well, I was putting a CentOS server in, and that kind of busted up today. Actually, I reloaded it three times. I so said, I'm done with it. So I loaded a uh, Ubuntu uh, server. Today, another one, I spun another one up on my Hyper-V, and as much as I hate Hyper-V, that's what I have in the environment, so that's what I'm using, and I was going to load uh, the newest version of PHP on it, so I searched a YouTube video, and sure enough, I found on a YouTube video, and I was able to install my PHP very uh, very easily and uh, get that working, so That's the stuff that YouTube is nice for. If you get in a bind, it's nice to get you out of that bind. But for a structured learning environment, you want to do something like the online colleges, uh, cert courses. Be careful of cert courses because any of those certifications, folks, you can study on your own for those. Uh, You can buy yourself a book or something. Don't pay a ton of money to these companies out there saying, you know, we'll guarantee you'll pass your certification how are they guaranteeing that you're not taking your test through them you have to go to a testing center somewhere and take those tests so don't buy into that hype uh, about like you know we'll guarantee it or ask their students if they if you fail you get your money back that's what i want to know uh you know do something like the uh, udemy do something like do something like uh, my course uh, because you know my course even is once you sign up you're a member for life. I'm not going to kick you off of it. I do track your progress when you do finish you will get that certificate. So it's just something to think about. So um and um also like I said the colleges are straightforward. You pay it, you pay your money up front and it's a 6 week course. That's how ours is structured here. And uh, it's very very nice. So you know I I had a lot of people and I used to get a a, a lot of interns in uh to the facility where I worked years ago and, and these interns would come in from the local uh colleges and and I would tell them, you know, if we're not busy or not doing anything, I want you to learn do continuing education. They said, well, wait, no, Jack, that's just stupid because we're coming out of college. We know everything. I said, let me tell you something. Now I graduated from school some decades ago, back with uh DOS was pretty hot, uh, you know, and I learned NT servers. So, do you really think I'd be working in the field today if I just knew that stuff and didn't want to learn new stuff, you know, the new stuff out there? and Our business changes all the time. From the time you're going to go to bed uh, tonight until the time you wake up tomorrow morning, there's going to be an advancement in technology somewhere, somehow. There's going to be something different out there that you don't know about. So, if you say, I went to college just even two years ago, and you know everything... Well, chances are you are lying to yourself. You don't know everything, and that's just the way life is, right? That's okay. So you don't need to know everything, but you need to be able to have continued education to keep learning more and more stuff because in our field, we need to know. Uh, you know, nobody's going to hire you, and you say, I graduated college um, and uh, even – I graduate – say if you say, I graduated college in 2010 – Okay, so what kind of classes have you taken between now and then? Well, none, but, you know, I I work really good with Windows 95, and and I have a certification for Windows 95, and um, I know how to hook up a a dot matrix printer. Chances are you're not getting that job. So, you know, like I said, make sure you know the lingo. Make sure you know the the backing of all this. If you can start learning right now cloud-based servers and uh, cloud-based storage, how it works. Learn Microsoft Azure. Set yourself up a free account. I was looking at Azure, and uh, we use AWS at work. You know that. And I was looking at Google Cloud Services uh, just the other day, and all those allow you to set up an absolutely free account. They give you well, they give you like two to five hundred dollars credit. So whatever that looks like or whatever that means, uh, and, and how long that's going to last, I don't know. But it'll give you a little bit of time to spin up some virtual servers on those uh, places and most of them will do it with no credit cards you don't have to put a credit card in and uh, they're not going to charge you anything so check those out and see what you think to learn about you know a little bit of cloud-based uh, stuff because it's going there it's slowly going back to the old mainframe days where everything will be in the cloud and remember have those dual backup uh, internet lines right from two separate providers and if you can, coming in on two separate paths into your uh, structure. That would be the absolute best way to do it. So I think it's about all I have for you tonight. I'm really upset that the video didn't make it. But but that's okay. <coughs> oh, excuse me. That's okay because, um, you know, the podcast is the main thing we get out there to you. The video is like the, the afterthought or the second thought of putting a these podcasts out, you know, when you, and it's funny too, because I'll tell my wife a lot of times when you get like, you know, anywhere from uh 10 to 15,000 people listening to your podcast. And I understand because I listen to this kind of stuff on the way to work and you get like, you know, a hundred to 150 people watching the video, you know, that your heart and soul has to be into the audio part of the podcast. And that's, that's where my heart and soul is. Is to getting this audio podcast out there to your phones, to your iPads, so you can listen to me on the way to work or while you're at work. Uh, I know I can't watch video at work either. It's just too distracting. So I'd rather just listen to the podcast. So, but thank you so much for joining me there again. I do appreciate it. Thanks for downloading, subscribing to the shows. And please remember if you buy anything from Amazon, put it in your cart. Go over to tipsfromtheserverroom.com, turn those nasty ad blockers off, and click on uh, my link, and then go back and check out. That way, everything costs you exactly the same, but you are helping out Tips from the Server Room and uh, giving us a few pennies back on your on whatever you're purchasing. So we do appreciate that, and it does help here to pay for the hosting fees. Uh, my hosting fees keep going up every year. It's It's, it's crazy. When I look at that, I keep thinking, I need to move this to a different place. But one and one has been so good to me over the, the the past decades, though. I mean, I've been with them since uh, they were just one. They were one.com. Now they're one and one.com. I guess they had a baby or something. I don't know. But you get my idea. Uh, so they've grown up, and I've been with them for a long, long time. I hate to drop them, but it is a shame that they keep raising the prices and just keep taking more of our money. I understand it, but you think when these companies get bigger and bigger and bigger, they'd be able to charge less and less and less because they have more customers. But that's not the way it works because I guess they keep buying more servers and more bandwidth, and that's a good thing. So anyway, but yeah, so check that out at TipsFromServerRoom.com. It definitely will help me out here, and I definitely appreciate it. Uh, There is a donation button at jackstechcorner.com. So if you just want to do like a one-time donation, uh, that would help out also. I'm not going to harp on that, though. I don't do this show uh, for any money, but it does help to support the efforts of uh, what I got to pay out to keep this show running. So all right, everybody, but thank you very much. And uh, I don't think, um, yeah, we will have a show next Tuesday also, so we'll talk about uh, the holidays coming up here next Tuesday, so. But thanks, and I will talk to you next week. Until then, keep those networks running, and keep your servers secure. I'll talk to you then. Bye bye for now, everybody. You just listened to Tips from the Server Room with your host Jack. If you have any questions, please drop me a comment at tipsfromtheserverroom.com Thanks again for tuning in and downloading the shows. Now sit back, relax and listen to the remainder of the music. We'll see you next week on Tips from the Server Room. So long.